Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Sakun Wong, and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time, and with me as always is my co-host, Trevor Stores of Full Press Coverage in Rough District. Happy Memorial Day weekend, Trevor. How you doing? Yes, sir. What up, what up? How is everybody doing today? Happy Memorial Day weekend. It's awesome football. Yeah, yeah. And then let me ask you this. You got something uh, cooking up for uh, for Memorial Day weekend? No, I'm just going to be working. You know, same old, same old, getting this money. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you this, man. Uh, so the one thing I love about Memorial Day weekend is eating. I mean, I like eating all the time. Everybody knows that. But eating, clearly, one of my favorite pastimes. And um, I would love to just go out there and, like, tell you that I'm going to be grilling and putting together uh, and smoking a pork shoulder and doing all this great stuff. But you know what? I'm not doing nice. that. You want to know why, Trev? Why? I'm not why doing that. Doing? Because I am freaking lazy. I am so lazy. I, I, got, to the, I got to Memorial Day weekend, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> not going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's a, I think like that's a valid uh, excuse for Memorial Day weekend, right? I mean, I mean like, you're lazy. You're going to get it two months anyway for July 4th, so just, you know. Yeah, that's right. To do that's right. I'll plan ahead. That's right. I'm, I'm saving up for uh, I'm saving up for July 4th. Good, good play. I like that. I like that. You know, you gotta, you gotta pace yourself through the summer. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, we got a lot to talk about today because we're going to talk about the uh, potential futures for Baker Mayfield and Debo Samuel. We'll talk about the outlook for Travis Etienne, who's coming back to the Jaguars at OTAs. We'll talk a little bit about Nick Foles to the Colts. We'll talk about Colin Kaepernick's first workout in forever, and then we'll talk about best. Rookie quarterbacks and rookie wide receivers for fantasy football this year. Let's get rolling. Hey, let's start with Baker Mayfield because um, he does great commercials. <laughs> you know, I, I really like his commercials. Um, but that being said, clearly the Browns don't like his play on the field because they did land his replacement, Deshaun Watson. Um, for a ridiculous, fully guaranteed five-year, $230 million, uh, million dollar contract. Um, and despite the fact they already have Mayfield on an $18.9 million uh, fully mm-hmm. guaranteed contract. So, uh, wow, that is a lot of millions of dollars <laughs> that I can't even fathom at this point. But um, that's going to be a problem. And we talked about this last time about what would happen if Deshaun Watson is not able to play for whatever reason, uh, suspension maybe, uh, and that would leave them with just Baker Mayfield. But it seems like that has, that rift is too big. It doesn't seem like Baker Mayfield is going to stay there. Uh, he won't. doesn't look like he wants to play for them. So let's talk about some landing spots for Baker Mayfield because a lot of teams, we thought this might get done before the draft or right after the draft. It's now been quite some time after the draft and nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. So there are still some outlets that are talking about him looking at the Carolina Panthers and the Seattle Seahawks, two teams that could use – a veteran quarterback there uh, and to, to kind of, you know, figure out exactly what they want to do into the next season. Cause a lot of other landing spots really are already gone. Broncos definitely gone. Uh, commanders gone. Falcons um, essentially gone. I mean, they drafted Desmond Ritter and they have Marcus Mariota there as a, as a, as a quarterback to kind of bridge there. And the Steelers have Trubisky and now have drafted Kenny Pickett. So what are your thoughts here with respect to Baker Mayfield? Is he going to remain a Brown? I mean, is it just going to be against all odds? They just can't find a trade partner. 
I mean, the biggest problem here, obviously, is that $18.858 million fully guaranteed salary that the Browns are re- refusing to absorb a lot of, and that's obviously making teams very skittish. But the Panthers and the Seahawks still kind of sniffing at the door. So what are your thoughts here? I think that uh, they're waiting for these post-June first cuts to see if he's going to be one of those or not, and then maybe they'll jump on that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I do agree with those two teams. Um, I hear that the, pa- the Panthers have reached out to Cam Newton, and it kind of said, like, you know, mm. a two-condition type thing. If you want to come back, you got to take less money, and you got to know for a fact you're not going into training camp as a starter. So maybe right. they can reach out to Baker Mayfield and pitch that same, you know, offer to him, courtesy Seahawks and Panthers. Maybe he'll jump on that if he wants a job still. Um, right. But like you said, those are the only two teams that are the, makes the most sense. I mean, P.J. Walker, the backup, is no no shade to him, but, you know, yeah. P.J. Walker. And it's then Walker. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett and then Josh Dobbs, who Dobbs has, has spent most of his career as a third string quarterback anyway. So, right. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see that. And it's interesting because I, I actually kind of felt like he was anointed the franchise, face of the franchise, you know, and so yeah. to, to kind of do them, you know, to kind of go around – the way they did this with Deshaun Watson seems a little bit, um, a little bit out of nowhere <laughs> as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. And quite frankly, you know, he, he's had a, a little bit of a tough run in terms of coaching staff, right? He's had three different head coaches in his first three seasons. Um, and obviously if you look at the numbers there of all the quarterbacks since 1950, who had at least who had three different head coaches in the first three seasons, he's been the most successful. He's been had a 23 and 22 record. I know that's not like, well, that's amazing, but it's better than 50%. And yep. if you look at who else was there. Brandon Whedon, uh, 5-16. and 16. Blaine Gabbert, 5-22. and 22. Dennis Shaw reaching all the way back to the 1970 Bills, 8-27-2. So, clearly, he broke the double digits and was above 50% with three different head coaches in the first three seasons. I mm-hmm. think that bodes well to his move as well because I think it, he is obviously um, able to adapt to a new uh, coaching system. So, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, I like your thoughts there, and and uh, and I think that uh, and you know, first June one, we'll see what happens. I do think that the Browns will have to absorb more of that guaranteed salary to get people interested. Let's yep. flip over to Debo Samuel because okay. you know, Debo Samuel also very interesting, and 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 to me, a much more interesting um, aspect of of this kind of free agency because I I think he's a surefire wide receiver one you can plug and play, and it's a lot less talk about what's going on with Debo Samuel. I know that um, Kyle Shanahan had said that there are conversations ongoing with Debo Samuel over the contract situation. Didn't want to divulge the details. I suspect that Debo is not coming back. He did take a picture recently with Dak Prescott (laughs) two days ago. I don't know what that means. Who knows? There's been talk about him maybe going to the Detroit Lions uh, and along with Jimmy Garoppolo even. And there's been wow. some talk about uh, going, uh, him going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so that could be interesting as well um, if the Steelers think they can build on him. So what are your thoughts here with Debo Samuel? Do you think he will stay with the 49ers? Do you think that Cal Shanahan is being straight with us and they're going to find a way? Or do you think that he's going to end up in Dallas or in Detroit or in Pittsburgh or someplace else? Oh, man. Well, they have – I saw where they have come out and said that Elijah Mitchell is pretty much going to be their number one running um, feature this year, like running back mm-hmm. number one, take all the carries. So there's Debo's carries on that end, and he wants to be right. wide receiver number one. So I don't know if the 49ers are going to make him wide receiver number one. Right. He's going to keep him at the same role. So if that doesn't work out, he's leaving. If he goes right. to Dallas – 
They've already pretty much said C.D. Lamb is their number one wide receiver. So if he goes to Dallas, is he going to be wide receiver number two or, or yeah. wide receiver one? 1B, you know, maybe. 1B, you know, that could be a, a nice fit because, you know, you can't really depend on Zeke Elliott. I don't care who is no. off the line. <laughs> he should decline. Um, but, I, yeah, I just don't think he's going to end up in San Francisco. I think that's gone. That opportunity has came and gone. Mm-hmm. So I just I like him at the Jets, honestly. That's like the wow. only people that they're lacking. Like they have a good running back, good good uh wide receiver game now. They got Zach Wilson. They just need somebody like a dynamic playmaker to fit that offensive scheme to make it even more electrifying. And I like mm-hmm. Devo in New York, so I like to see him at the Jets. Why not? Yeah, no, well, that would be really that would be really interesting to me. I mean, the Jets have perpetually been interesting to me, and they continually underperform every year. Like every year, yeah. I feel like I'm like, oh, the Jets look interesting, and they added mm-hmm. these pieces. And if they add Devil Samuel, that would definitely raise an eyebrow here. But um, yeah. they will find a way to ruin careers. That's just yeah. that's how I feel about the Jets. You know, they will find a way to ruin your career, yeah. Devil Samuel. So you know, I, I'm just saying, I'm just. Just saying, looking out for you, buddy. That's all I'm saying. He did um, resurface uh, a couple days ago also at the Golden State Warriors game against the Dallas Mavericks. I got to ask you, like, I am so sick of the Golden State Warriors winning. I was happy when they were bad. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it was like, at first I'm like, I love Steph Curry. I love Splash Brothers. I love what they're doing. And then I was like, they just, they're winning too much. You know, I can't, I can't, you know. Are you, are you keeping track of that? I mean, I I mean, the Mavericks, man. What happened to them? I wanted Boston to win last night because I like that matchup for them in the finals a lot with Boston defense. Right. They didn't get it done, so hopefully Sunday they get it done. But, yeah, I'm with you with Golden State. Like, I, I was liking it when somebody else was there. Somebody else was winning. Someone else was in their spot, you know. But yeah, you got to give it to them. They're good. They're fast. Six, six yeah. finals appearances in eight years. Like, uh, it's just hmm. it's impressive. It is. It is. It is really impressive how they've – and it's funny because they went from, like, best to worst in like no time and then they went from worst yeah. to best again it was, it's just yeah. mind-boggling how that happened you know mm-hmm. you know being being a, a, like a bulls fan i saw it was go right. from best to worst and then worse from worst to worst death you know what i mean like it was like there was no rebound <laughs> it wasn't like hey, I mean, took, we're not, we weren't that bad this year we need another piece i like the bulls too that's my team so. yeah Oh yeah, so I, I love I love the Bulls. And we do need another piece, and I and I think we need some consistency there, and we need to stay healthy. I mean, yes. holy crap! <laughs> oh, yes, amen to that. It was uh, yeah. it was not it was a nightmare on the injury front. Okay, well, uh, and and poor Mavericks. You know, it's not like I like the Mavericks, but geez, Louise, know. you know, <laughs> yeah. they almost they almost got swept, and that is just ugh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Well, uh, let's, let, let, anyway, sorry, I got distracted. Let's get back to football here. So Debo Samuel, all that fun stuff. Let's go ahead and, you know, let's hit the boxing bell on that one. And then let's talk about um, Colin Kaepernick because Colin Kaepernick actually had his first, um, his first tryout uh, in literally forever. I mean, it's, yep. it's kind of crazy if you think about, uh, about it, but he hasn't played since um, 2017. Um, and it's interesting if you think about the fact that he's now 34 years old. Uh, that was five years ago, uh, and it's a, a big question mark. You know, what can he actually do on the field? Is he is he going to be able to help your team or not? And unfortunately, the Las Vegas Raiders are very very tight lipped about it. Josh McDaniels refusing to comment on the workout at all. He actually said, "No, we don't make comments about valuations that we've made and what they look like, what they didn't look like, strength weaknesses, those kinds of things." So we don't know. We have no idea um, what happened at this evaluation, but we do know that Kaepernick is really um, 
is serious about trying to get back into football. I mean, there was some question about that uh, back in uh, 2019 when they had that kind of NFL tryout that he kind of bailed out at the last second and tried to, you know, took his own crew out there and it was a big disaster, whether it was a publicity stunt or not. But it, it seems like everyone seems to agree that uh, Kaepernick does want to get back into football. But there's a question because 2012, 2013, Kaepernick was amazing. Uh, 2016, 2017, Kaepernick, he failed to complete 60% of his passes and he had a lot of surgeries. So a lot of question marks there. What are your thoughts about Colin Kaepernick coming back to the NFL? I think it's great, but I just don't know if, the, if these teams that are asking him to work out are taking him as serious as he's taking himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like if you're going to – I mean, you've seen enough tape on him recently to see if he's in shape, if he can do it. He's done plenty of private workouts, public workouts. I mean, he was at Michigan for their spring yep. game and the workout at halftime at Michigan. So, like, you've seen the tape. You can see because he still has it. So, yep. if you don't, if we don't plan on signing him or making him a part of the team, whether it's practice squad or anything, you're just trying him out to see if he's in shape, you're pretty much wasting his time. He's came yeah. out saying that he wants to be back in the NFL. He wants to play. And if you get an opportunity to show me can do that, then boom. But, like, if I just think if you have an attention on possibly over 50% chance of signing him to your team, then you should bring him in for a workout. Other than that, don't even waste his time because you've already seen if he's in shape, and he clearly is. Right. That's just my opinion on that. So unless you're really true about signing him, don't bring him in for a workout because all you're doing is just causing more drama. Yeah. Like, you're, you're being tight-lipped on his workout. So if you're, if why'd you bring him for a workout if you don't want to talk about it? Like that just doesn't make <laughs> any sense. Like it's Colin Kaepernick. It's not like you're, you're bringing in Josh McDaniels or I mean not McDaniels, but like Chase Daniel, who's a backup who's forever, or right. Nick Foles, who we're gonna talk about right. here in a minute. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's Colin Kaepernick. So it comes with drama, and then you're adding right. to it by not talking about it. No, I totally agree. And it would be interesting to see. I mean, he did – Kaepernick did say he's willing to be a backup, which I right. think is reasonable. And um, But, I mean, obviously there's – it's a big question mark to me what's going to happen because, you know, you look at what's going on in Las Vegas, and there's really no – unless there's an injury, there really doesn't make – there's no real route, no real, you know, uh, way for him to become a starter there. I mean, Derek Carr has been, is entrenched there. He's a three-time Pro Bowler. Hasn't missed a game since 2017. I mean, I didn't even realize that. Um, and he signed a three-year extension worth $121.5 million just this offseason. So, you know, I, I really don't think there's a lot, um, a clear path for him. But getting there as a backup, I think, would be a huge step forward. I, get, I got a weird question, though, for you. What do you think ha- would happen? I mean, do you think that Colin Kaepernick could, could consider playing for another football league, you know, like the CFL or the USFL or something like that? I don't know. That's a very good question because I feel like if he did, he could probably, he'd probably be there right now playing because right. look at the quarterbacks that are playing, Jordan Tamu, yeah. Kyle Slaughter, right. <laughs> like Clayton Thorson. So right. No shame on them. But, yeah, yeah no, no shame on them. Kaepernick like, would be a big draw, I think. Exactly. You know? And those are names that have been in the league before and now in the USFL. So, like, it's no shade of them. It's just their, their play has proven itself on the field. So, it is right. what it is. But, It'll be interesting. I don't know if he'll settle for other leagues. I think he, since you know he's had a taste of NFL, he's been to the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. He wants to settle for anything less than that. So keep on yeah, trying, though, and I'm all for it. I think he should. I think some teams should just sign him either way. Just to get. I mean, if even if he ends up on the practice squad, I see him as yeah. an asset. 
So I, I don't see why you wouldn't sign him. I don't think he's asking for a lot of money. Uh, you no, know, no. I think he, he's looking for an opportunity. So you could make it all contingent on, um, you know, uh, you, you, don't have, you don't have to make it a fully guaranteed contract. You can make it contingent on a number of milestones. And I'm sure he'd be happy to do that just to get the opportunity to get out there. So, well, you know, kudos. I hope the Raiders are serious. I hope they take them seriously. I, I you know, I, I don't trust people who come out of New England. So Josh McDaniels, I don't trust you. But still, I will say that um, either way, uh, I think it's a big step forward for Con Kaepernick getting an official workout here, uh, finally, uh, since 2017. Fine. I mean, unbelievable, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. finally. All right, let's go ahead and hit the, the boxing bell on that. And let's talk really quickly about Nick Foles, uh, because, uh, you know, obviously Nick Foles is a guy who basically had the game of his life, right, in that Super Bowl. Um, yep. He also, Now, I want to give him some credit. He did play a great – I mean, he had a great playoff run. He had multiple great playoff runs, actually. Um, and he's obviously a guy who can work well under pressure. But I, I watched him play, obviously, for the Bears over the last two years. And, um, yeah, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> he's, he's a good backup. You know, that's all, that's all I'm going to say. And, and, obviously, everybody he, – he basically has, you know, Philly cheesesteaks for life at everywhere across Philadelphia. I'm positive he can walk in anywhere and he get whatever he wants anytime he wants. Uh, but he's now with the Colts, and he's backing up Matt Ryan. It just seems like a collection of, uh, you know, old dudes. <laughs> you know, so yeah, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts there on Nick Foles to the Colts? Um, he's becoming the new version of Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Interesting. Um, he's but, but less effective. <laughs> yeah, going so. from team to team, getting in that backup role, that emergency backup role, just in case. Right. He's had the Super Bowl experience, so he knows how to win. He knows yeah. how to play under pressure despite his years in Chicago. Um, <laughs> right. Matt Ryan's getting old. Nick Foles getting old. Frank Reich loves him, apparently. He's always wanted to be a coach for Nick Foles, he said, or something like that. I was paraphrasing. Oh, okay. um, that's cool. I think that's an interesting – I think it's a really good fit for him. You know, I think the Chicago – that whole system in Chicago is just probably well, horrible from the get-go. So it's terrible for everybody. I kind of blame <laughs> that play on him, too, a little bit. But um, right. now that I think he knows – because I think in Chicago, it's like, am I the starter? Am I the backup? Because Justin Fields yeah. is such a huge question mark. But here in Colts, right. he comes in, knows he's a, court, he's a backup, been in the spot before, an old guy, backing up an old guy. I actually like it for some weird reason. I think it's a good fit, honestly. I really do. Yeah, well, I do think that, if nothing else, <laughs> there is some stability there. There's no, there's yeah. no real um, question mark as to who the quarterbacks will be. I mean, obviously – um, it's going to be Matt Ryan when he's healthy, and if not, then it's going to be Nick Foles. I don't think there's – I mean, I, I would think they would be hard-pressed to bench Matt Ryan at any point in time unless he absolutely right. implodes, uh, mm-hmm. you know, not for Nick Foles at least. But I think Nick Foles is a clear, great backup person to have. You know, I mean, he definitely can just walk right – if there's an injury to Matt Ryan, which is entirely possible, <laughs> in fact, maybe even mm-hmm. likely – uh, then and I can see that Nick Foles will step in and be effective if they are at least competitive in the AFC South this year. I don't know and, if that's going to be the case, though. So. Right, but it's it's also like not just because of like how he whatever like he literally has done that before when he won the Super right. Bowl. But like, oh yeah, there's literally zero questions he can come in and do what he has to do. So. Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 when when he's on, he's on. So you know, clearly mm-hmm. there's a if there's a supportive system for him to be in, and I'm I know listen I. I, I, I'm trashing on Nick Foles a little bit, but I'm really not. I, I'm a big fan of his. I think he's done a great job at 
really just kind of stepping in and being a team player and obviously being successful at that. Um, I'm probably hating more on the fact that the bears suck, you know, that's you know, probably the bigger, probably the bigger problem with Nick Foles coming over to the bears, but it, you know, Nick Foles wasn't, wasn't fantastic in his opportunities to start earlier. It's just, you know, he had a great, he had a couple of great runs there, but I think that is, that does bode well for him uh, moving forward and obviously bodes well with him in Indianapolis. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and move on now to a little bit of fantasy football and a little bit of those rookies. And let's start with those rookie quarterbacks, because obviously everyone's talking about them, rookie quarterbacks. And I'm going to start first with your team here, okay? I'm going to ask you about Sam Howell, who Mm -hmm. once had the brightest star ever and has somehow completely imploded, (laughs) slipping all the way to the fifth round of the NFL draft. Uh, is um, shocking in many ways. You know, he obviously has been on a little bit of a tailspin in his last year over at Carolina, uh, but he was once thought of as a first-round pick, um, kind of later got dropped to like a third-round pick, ended up being a fifth-round pick. Uh, Obviously, you have Taylor Heineke there in camp, uh, and you have, uh, you know, you're you're obviously going to be starting Carson Wentz, but what do you think about Sam Howell and his future here with the uh, commanders and does he have a opportunity to sniff the field in this first year? I love the pick in the fifth round with Sam Howell. I think it's a huge steal. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, nobody knew how the draft was going to play out. So of course everybody was ranked players higher than what they were, but as you saw the draft right. play out and get done, you're like, okay, no need to get a quarterback right now. This and that, but then Sam Howell, we got, we got him right there at the fifth round. We thought he'd already be gone. Lucky pick. Yep. He always yep. wanted to be a Washington commander, he said. Um, Ron Rivera came out and said that before the Carson Winston, there was a quarterback that we had our eyes on, and it was Sam Howell anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So oh, good. Yeah. We kind of got two for the price of one. We paid $28 million for Carson Wentz, but also got Sam Howell, too, for yep. fifth-round pick. So that's pretty cool. Will you see action this year? I mean, realistically, I'm going to say – I don't know because Taylor Heineke, if he beats Taylor Heineke in camp for the number two spot, mm-hmm. yes, he has a chance to play because also being realistic again, we have Carson Wentz. Yeah. He still played yeah. through injuries, played on both, like two sprayed ankles and this and that. But like, right. I'd rather right. him not do that. But since we do have Carson Wentz, $28 million, kind of injury prone-ish with quotation marks. And if Sam Howell's number two, then yes, he does have a chance to the field this year but i look yeah. forward to seeing him in a, a lot of action this preseason i think he's gonna get a lot of snaps between him and uh, taylor so yeah yeah and, also, and he and obviously a he, he's a he's a he's a dual threat he had three games of 300 yards yeah. passing and 100 yards rushing um yeah. i mean just uh he is definitely a guy who can really come out and and I think he probably has a chip on his shoulder. You know, he yeah, was, he was sure. projected as a second, third round pick, and he was originally projected as a first round pick, and now it becomes a fifth round pick. And it's I'm sure he has a lot that he wants to prove that he was the guy that could have been a, a solid first round pick, and that people just kind of looked over him. So you know, I, I like I like the upside there. I do like the upside there, and it's going to be a big question mark as to whether he has a path to starting or not this year. So let me talk about the other three or actually the other four quarterbacks that are on the list here. That's Kenny Pickett going to Pittsburgh, Malik Willis going to Tennessee, sliding down to 86 overall, which is, was shocking to me. Matt Carl uh, going to the Panthers and Desmond Ritter going to the Atlanta Falcons. Any thoughts on any of those four guys, Kenny Pickett to the Steelers, Malik Willis to the Titans, Matt Carl to the Panthers and Desmond Ritter to the Falcons. Any of those guys look like they might pop out as a 
fantasy football play in their first year, their rookie year? Uh, I'm going to go with Kenny Pickett out of mm-hmm. the most definite because Mitch Trubisky is the starting quarterback. Yeah, he learned behind Josh Allen, but he was learning. He wasn't playing. So right. we'll see if he actually learned something if it translates to the field. So I think he, Kenny Pickett has the best shot of actually taking over the starting spot this year and helping out the fantasy squad. Um, right. Devin Booker is an interesting pick for me because I feel like he could see playing time right now, too, and using him right. and Mariota as a dual threat. Mariota did that in, with Derek Carr at Las Vegas, came in, ran some goal line snaps, ran some option snaps. Maybe they do that with Desmond Ritter or they do that with Mariota. I don't know. Maybe they'll just, you know, a dual threat. So I think he has a chance to see in the field, but not really an impact like a Kenny Pickett could have. Um, right. Malik Willis, that's interesting. Yeah. It's already yeah. Drama, but not really. They both came out and said there's no drama between them, but it's already been seen that way with Tannehill's comments of not mentoring him. He's just going to do his right. job. Right. So that's going to be interesting. I don't know if Malik will play this year. Um, reports came out saying he really wasn't ready for NFL. He might have an arm and he can, might can run, but other than that, he's not really NFL ready. So that's why he probably slid so far down as he did. Mm-hmm. And then who's the other one you said? Well, Matt Carl, Carl oh, yeah. from uh, uh, the Panthers. I don't know, man. If Baker Mayfield comes there, he's not playing this year. Well, uh, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> so if Sam Darnold thinks up, I don't know, P.J. Walker and battle out for number two spot there, and then maybe he gets some playing time there. Who knows? But overall, Kenny Pickett's my top one that thinks it gets the most fantasy football and NFL playing time right now. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And and I want to touch on the Desmond Ritter uh, comments because I, I think he is somebody that can have an impact right away as well. Because obviously um, throughout the draft process, they a lot of people actually drew a comparison between Desmond Ritter and Marcus Mariota. <laughs> so Marcus mm-hmm. Mariota is obviously there. but and, and I wouldn't be surprised if they start with Marcus Mariota, but I can see Desmond Ritter kind of pushing him on this. Now, the, the question is, is he ready to be a passer? In the right. NFL, obviously Ritter has great juice of his legs. He rushed for over 2,700 yards during his four-year career, um, you know. So he obviously can do that. And he all, he ran a 4.52 in the 40-yard, and which is in the 96th percentile. I mean, the, the guy is obviously really fast, and he can run really, really well in terms of you know scrambling on the field. He can, in some, in my mind, can be like um, you know Lamar Jackson in his first year. You know how Lamar yeah. Jackson is now a better, much better pocket passer. Um, mm-hmm. He see but he tended to run much, much more than he passed the ball. I can see Desmond Ritter kind of being like that, you know, being successful that. that way, you know. So it's possible. Yeah. But Marcus Mariota, I mean, they they did pay him to come in, so I I think there's going to be they're going to at least let him start. But I do like the Desmond Ritter thing because for fantasy football, I bet you he's going to get drafted much, much later than Kenny Pickett, who I totally agree is um, has the highest likelihood of starting this year and you know he has lots of good weapons still you know he has Najee Harris who obviously is a great pass catching back he's got Deontay Johnson he's got Chase Claypool he's got Pat Fryermuth. he's got a great you know he's got a lot there I mean obviously their offensive line not great but that might help him in his stats I mean dumping off to Najee Harris let him run and you know you pick up 10 yards that way so I, I think Kenny Pickett has have some potential there to really take off and I agree Malik Willis very unlikely. Being a third-round pick, very unlikely to see the field this year. I just don't – I mean, I think they're going to stash him and let him play behind Tannehill. Unless Tannehill completely implodes, um, right. they're going to stash see how he does, you know, playing, learning from, you know, quote-unquote, 
yeah, unofficially learning <laughs> from Tannehill. Because exactly. he did say if he picks up something from him, great. You know, so great. Okay, good. So let's at least let's get that done. So, um, all right, let's let's look forward to the other side. Let's talk about those fan, let's talk about those fantasy football rookie wide receivers. And again, I'm going to start with your team, the Washington Commanders, and yeah. actually about Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson, what are your thoughts on Jahan Dotson now coming over to the Pan- Panthers? Uh, I mean, sorry, the, Panthers, the Commanders at the 16th <laughs> overall pick. I mean, you had it right. Roman Bear is pretty much building Panthers 2.0 over here. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's slip, but not really. <laughs> uh, my first instinct when we drafted to call his name, I was like, what the hell, John Dotson? Like, yeah, I knew about him. But I was like, day two guy. Why are we doing this? Whoever came out reports that we've liked him since day one. He was our guy. Yep. We didn't even bring him on a thirty, uh, an, an extra visit. He's the only one that we didn't do that to because we were so sure about him. We got him. Saw his tape. Saw his interview, his press conference and stuff, and I am excited. That boy's got great hands. He's got speed. Mm-hmm. He's got quickness. Uh, he's got vertical. Um, he's going to do great. He's just another weapon that we've already added to our arsenal of speed and good route running. So I'm excited. I think he's going to do great for fantasy football. Um, yep. Carson wins at the helm, too, now. He'll actually be utilized. It's not like he has Taylor Heineke thrown to him, and then he's going to be like, oh, wait, nice. we use a a 16 round, a 16 pick overall. Like, yeah. <laughs> nah, it's going to be great. Thanks to the quarterback play we got now. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Excited. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And and they actually said, I think they came out and said that specifically they, they picked Johan Dotson and his skill set with Carson Wentz in mind. So they really brought him in specifically because yep. they thought that, that Wentz can make the throws and yes, he can uh, create. And uh, you know, he's five foot 11 91 catches, 1,182 yards, 12 touchdowns as a senior at Penn State. Uh, he's, I think, a legit number two uh, to yes, McLaren. Sure. So that's, sure. I think that's going to be very exciting for the Washington Commanders going into this year. All right, let me go ahead and add, throw you out a couple more names here um, that okay. I think that are probably on the radar. Garrett Wilson of the New York Jets. Chris Olav, of course, from uh, the New Orleans Saints. Jameson Williams, Detroit Lions. Sky Moore of the Kansas City Chiefs and Traylon Burks of the Tennessee Titans. So any of those guys pop out as kind of fantasy football-type um, targets for you as rookie wide receivers in the NFL? Jameson Williams, if his knee is healthy, for sure. Jared Goff mm-hmm. is going to love him in Detroit. They don't have um, a true number one. I guess that what Armani St. Brown, is that his name, was kind of emerging. Yeah, I'm on Ross St. Brown, yeah. Yeah, he was kind of emerging that number one spot now. but. Right. James Williams is, is fast, and that's your fine. If he's healthy, look for him in fantasy. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, uh, Gary Wilson, Olave, both Ohio State guys, they'll be on the fantasy. Um, Zach Wilson should air it out a lot now. He's got more weapons. Yep. Um, and then James, James Winston, if he's healthy enough to come back after his ACL, which he is a part of OTAs on the field now. It's a good sign. Yep. He, he was a good deep ball thrower. I think Chris Olave will benefit from that. Sky Moore, don't really know him, but if he's in Kansas City, that's that's fine. He's got Pat Mahomes. I don't know if it'll make <laughs> right. him better, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And then Traylon Burks is interesting because they've already compared him to A.J. Brown, but he is still a rookie, and they don't have any and other they have A.J. Brown. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so 
and they got rid of AJ Brown to and then drafted him to replace him and kind of said that as like, you know, an excuse to draft them. I don't know if that's yeah. true or not. But no. I think he's the wide receiver that might have the worst production because King Henry's back and there's yeah. a lot of receivers. And yep. like I said, Tannehill is good at play action, but he had AJ Brown. Now he doesn't. So Right. I totally agree. It's gonna be interesting over there. Yeah, and I'll comment. And I'm gonna I'm gonna swing back around to um, some of your comments regarding Jameson Williams. You know, the the fact of the matter is that the Detroit Lions quietly have one of the top five offensive lines in the NFL, and uh, that gives wide receivers plenty of time to run routes. Now, there's a question mark whether Goff can get them the ball or not. I mean, but right. they're gonna to have to throw. We know they're gonna to have to throw. They're gonna be behind a lot. Right. That's just yeah, going to happen. Exactly. And and that really translated to big, big numbers for Amon Ross and Brown, 90 receptions, 912 yards. Uh, so there's no depth, you know, after after St. Brown, that's it. So Jameson Williams yeah. is definitely going to be the one or two there and he's going to see plenty and plenty of opportunities. So I, I love that as a fantasy football pick this year. Um, Jameson Williams, terrific, because you don't really care if they're on a good team, right? You want them to be on a, actually a, a bad defensive team with a good offensive line, which is basically the Detroit Lions. So I think that's, yeah, that's fantastic. Exactly right. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that's fantastic. Now, Sky Moore, I will mention this. I mean, it's interesting to me because, you know, obviously no Tyreek Hill. And if you look at right. his list of, uh, of wide receivers that Patrick Mahomes is throwing to, it's Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, um, and, may, and maybe Michael Hardman takes a step. I don't know. Uh, it's not a lot. <laughs> so Sky no, Moore, those are all like complimentary guys, like two and yeah, three guys. Like. Exactly, exactly. And and Juju, I mean, obviously was great when he started and, and kind of trailed off a little bit. He is, so who knows what's going to happen there um, playing right. Patrick Mahomes. But I think Sky Moore, and I, I like Sky Moore going into the draft. I actually wanted the Bears to take Sky Moore, uh, 5'10", 95 receptions, 1,292 yards, 10 touchdowns as a redshirt sophomore at Western Michigan. He he came from a school that didn't get him a lot of, uh, you know, press. And I think mm-hmm. it's underrated that how much he can do. And I think that Patrick Mahomes automatically makes him uh, valuable. Like, like you said, I think you put anybody with Patrick Mahomes and he's automatically valuable. So I, I do right. like that. I do like that a lot. I do like that a lot. And I think uh, with Chris Olave, you know, um, Jameson, uh, James, James Winston, one thing he can do is air it out. Now, he may not be airing it out accurately, but he does, right. that does not stop him from airing it out. So he will air it out over and over and over again, and that is fantasy goodness right there. So, you know, I, I don't care if he has, you know, 30 interceptions as long as uh, Chris Olave also has 30 touchdowns. And I, I can see exactly. them doing that. So, <laughs> so exactly. I, I love it. You know, I love that. I love that as well. I think there's so many wide receivers you can invest in here in terms of um, – Jahan Dotson as well, I think, in terms of fantasy. So I, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say I'm, I'm not taking a wide receiver in my first two rounds uh, because I don't want any of those veterans right now. I think I can fill it up with these guys, and I, I think there's a lot of opportunity there in terms of wide receivers in fantasy football this year. So um, great ones here. Some great ones here. And, of course, that brings us to the end of the show. So I hit the air horn on the show here. And we managed to cram in all sorts of stuff here, only a little bit of overtime because we love wow, you guys and it's bad. World Day weekend. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Already we're five minutes uh, into overtime. But you know wow. what? It's a supersized weekend, so you get a supersized, sure. slightly supersized broadcast. All sure. right. So, uh, hey, why don't you give us your social media so people can follow you, Trev? I'm on Twitter at TrevHTTC, Hail the Commanders. Uh, I'm on Ref the District podcast with Nathan and the Stoner. And also right here with yes. Hakun on football garbage time, wasting your time. 
So. Yes, right. We are all about wasting yeah. our time. If you haven't figured that out by yourself, we're just telling you that. Um, so anyway, thank you everyone for tuning in on this Memorial Day weekend. Hope we're, we all hope you enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. You all deserve a break because you are awesome, and we know that because you're listening. And that being said, you can follow me at FB Garbage Time on Twitter or at Football Garbage Time's homepage on Facebook. Until next time, enjoy your NFL week. See you later, guys.